0: All right, before we get into this episode, I want to let you know about an exciting announcement. We will be running a major Black Friday sale on the entire Black Window Cream merch store, giving you 25% off for a limited time. That's right, our hoodies, T-shirts, long sleeves, hats, mugs, they're all going to be 25% off. The sale will begin at 8 a.m. Pacific on Black Friday, November 29th, and it will last for 24 hours. Simply go to shopbwnc.com and use code Black Friday when checking out. All right, let's get to today's episode, and we're back with another morning roast edition of the Black Widow Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World, and this is my co-host David Malave. How you doing, Dave? I'm good, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem, dude. Today's topic is freelance isn't the only way to success. And the reason why we chose this topic to talk on is because you know, we talk about freelance quite a bit in this podcast, probably like 99% of the time. Um, and our homie, Ian Del- Deloney, is a graphic designer. He created the guide that we put out, the How to Charge a Client Guide. Um, this dude's ill with his graphics and shit. And he was on a podcast that we had heard. He did a, uh, in the middle of the podcast, he talked about this, the idea of freelance and, and how he kind of took an alternative route and it was incredibly interesting to us. So we wanted to dive into it a little bit more. We'll play that snippet from the podcast in a bit. Um, but th- if this is your first time tuning the podcast, you're probably wondering, what the fuck is Black no Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee, Black no Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal, Pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode and the second most epic podcast intro ever created, right? Motherfucking. Now. <laughs> Order. the most info from a deep dive into the topics that really need life with your host ben and dave coming to you live today grab your cup of dough and take some fucking notes you bitch. first big shout out to our boy ian ian is a legend you guys he works with like young and reckless he's worked with a bunch of brands and and obviously he created the how to charge a client guy which looks fucking amazing Shout out to Ian. Him. Shout out to Ian. Someone. He put in a lot of work and went back and forth with us as we like fine tuned and tweaked and realized sometimes we spelled things wrong and made him go back and change.
1: Yeah, Ian is the best uh, The best f- client feedback receiver of all
0: time. The best. It's incredible. It, yeah, work, workflow on 10. Uh, but anyway, he was on a podcast a while back. I don't know when it released, but it's uh, the podcast is called the Back Pocket Podcast. Um, and they had Ian on there and, and he talked a bunch about... Tons of different topics, but this specific topic is really interesting. Um, And so we'll just play it for you right now and then we'll get into it in a second, but let's play that. So you're a year removed from college now and you've been with the Social Butterflies for over a year? I did
2: some freelance work during college for Social Butterfly. And then initially when I graduated, I was just freelance for them because I didn't really want to like, I just wanted to freelance because I wanted that freedom. And then I kind of like started not to like freelance that much. So I just Why became full-time. Um, For me, like, there's... When you're a freelancer, you're the one sending all the emails. You're the one going to every meeting, reaching out for everything, like, client relations, like, all that kind of stuff. And I found that I was only designing probably at most 40% of my time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas it's, like, it's cool to say I was a freelancer because I was, like, my own boss. But now where I have like an agency that I'm the lead designer for I'm literally designing at least 90% of my time and that for me is like that's what I want to do like kind of had to push the ego to the side you know like being a freelancer is like doper like it's cooler to say that and you have more freedom but it's like what are you really doing with your time you know Mm. and for me it's like I think I meant to do more than just like go to meetings and like do client relations right and I want to utilize that skill set as much as I can
0: I feel like it's it's such an interesting concept um because i feel like there's so much so many people out there that look at it like uh they see all these different creators moving and grooving and fucking crushing jobs and look at it like i'm a freelance creator that that title is so cool um and almost comes back to what we were talking about this morning and like fitting the norm or fitting like the you need to follow that path because that path has been laid out in front of you and that's the ideal scenario and there's no other way to do it. And you don't wanna be stuck to a nine to five and all that shit. But it's interesting to hear from like Ian saying this because there's so many people I feel like out there that really need to have someone kind of guide their day. It helps to have a guide because you can, like he's saying, you can now allow A lot time to focusing on what you really give a shit about versus having to like crunch numbers or shoot emails or, you know, I mean multitasking that you can literally just be like, all right, sick today. I have to get X Y Z done. I'm just gonna fully focus on that, and X Y Z are going to be amazing because I wasn't distracted by a bunch of other shit. You know what I mean? I feel like that shit's super tight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Couldn't say better.
0: The what you had just written something interesting. Um. Well, I just think like,
1: yeah, I want to play off that because I feel like in this we've said it, but in this podcast, like we're always harping on like you know we're like motivating we're talking about self-belief we're talking about going out and chasing jobs we're talking about how to get clients how to charge for yourself all this stuff it's all this freelance hustle mm-hmm. and that's because the life we, that's like kind of like the life we live um and so what really made me interested is like thinking about the whole concept of the like the percentage of your time doing what you love and like it is crazy to think like when you're freelance like it almost feels sometimes like you're spending the majority of time not doing the th- the actual thing that you love to do. Right? Like we create so little of the time, and so much more of the time is is the is the getting in the client, it's the email uh, back and forth in terms of landing on a price. It's mm-hmm. the uh, you then you do the job, which is the part you love, the networking. shooting part. Yeah, the networking part of it. It's the yeah. it's the it's the revisions part. It's the invoicing. You know what I mean? It's all these things that add up to being a freelancer, and I think it is glorified because you know, there's this aura about it where you feel like, Oh, I'm a freelancer, like I'm my own boss, I live my own life, you know, you got these travel people that make it seem like, oh, you don't have to like the whole not nine to five thing has its own stigma to it. Mm. And I don't think that's it's glorified, but, you know, it's hard, right? And there's so many other ways to be successful. And that's why we want to do this podcast because um, we we kinda need to have that perspective on this podcast, I feel like, which is which is why this is interesting. And I feel like, you know, when you're a creator, you're a photographer, uh, videographer, designer, whatever, like, you know what I mean? Everyone wants, to, everyone has the idea that they want to be the director, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to be the director of the film, right? You want to be the founder of the business. You want to be, you know, the leader of the team, whatever, you know what I mean? And not not necessarily everyone's cut out for that, but that's not even more the case. It's like, oh, is that the best role for you? You right. know what I mean? Like, um And that's why people, you decide I'm a DP because I don't want to direct. I want to focus on...
0: Right. I don't want want to deal with the rest of the
1: set. I want to focus on picture. You know what I mean? Or like, it's the same reason that, you know, people settle into roles and that's the power of like collaboration. We talked about it before in a podcast about one-man bands. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the same applies here. Like, you know, there's a reason why artists have managers and publicists and stuff because if the artists had to worry about making the art and selling it, that's like... And almost impossible to do versus right. you know what i mean like and that's what we have to do as freelancers is right make the art and sell it mm-hmm. land like like get the gigs make it sell it promote it all this stuff right and it's crazy to think about because like what he's saying is he gets to show up to work and a lot of the stuff that he doesn't care about are just taken care of for him and he can focus on what he wants to do and if you can find happiness in that i think that's the tightest thing
0: well it's like me and kavika will talk about this all the time too because um like specifically with him if you don't know who kavika is come on man we talk come about come on man come he's like on, a man. pinnacle of the podcast we yeah. talk about this motherfucker all the time and his episodes fire and he's won 2 VMAs so it's lit but when talking to Kavika Kavika is very much like a person who likes to he likes the work part of it and could really probably give a fuck less about dealing with the business side of it like he's just ready to go and wants to make sure he's excelling and creating the best product possible and like me, I'm the exact opposite. I love talking to people. I love oh, yeah. building the, the different connections. You see it all the time. Like Dave mm-hmm. will sit there and just be like, fuck, I could never, like sometimes I entertain the dumbest conversations just cause I'm like, Big you facts. never know. You never know Big where facts. that one will go. And Dave's just like, oh, I can't believe we just fucking <laughs> sat there for 30 minutes to talk to that person about bird watching or some shit. Like, but what if they work for Nat Geo and then they need someone to help shoot the bird? Yeah. I don't nah, know. But that's
1: what I always say it all the time. Like that's what's made you win is those, yeah. those things right just like and that's your that's your skill set
0: yeah you know? but but through that and i don't remember where i heard this shit it was at, was it at the hbl thing that we were at and it was we'll like say someone it. says some shit about uh like because of the work i put in that's why i'm able to like give so much work to someone else something around along the lines of like because that's my trait of or i i find a way to like figure out how to do those t- like that catapults into multiple jobs for multiple people. You know what I mean? Like indirectly, directly, whatever it may be like having that, that's my thing. So, Mm -hmm. and I think even early on, I remember us building, wanting to go about building, be a human at the early stages, like early, early on me and Andrew and uh, Mike, we all like met with a a business dude. I don't really know what the fuck they do, but like, or what the title is, but like they teach you how to structure businesses. And when we were talking about it, the guy was like suggesting, um, he's like, oh yeah, you guys could, maybe you split it. Like, you know, uh, three ways, ownership, right? And then we're like, yeah, but if we all try to take like low rates, the goal is to like put money into the company. And then what happens if like I, you know, we all own the company, but then someone directs and the other person edits and it's like, oh, well, we'll just like, they'll all get their rate for that job. You know, maybe it's a little bit lower, but they'll all get those rates. And then at the time it was like, for me, I'm an editor. So I'm like, well, if I'm editing, and they all are directing, they're directing 50 jobs a year and I'm editing 50 jobs a year. The difference in income is going to be completely different, but the whole goal is to build a company. I'm like, I would rather not be an editor. I'd rather either be a director or I'd rather us all get a same rate to do a million different jobs so we could build the company. And there was like the confusion in that because you're sitting here like, well, that doesn't really make sense, but. I wanna, I just wanna focus on what I'm good at. I'm an editor. I don't, maybe I don't want to be a director. Maybe I don't, but that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be a way to win in that scenario. So it's always trying to find ways to level shit out so that the people who do like there's people who literally just want to do one thing and they should just be able to do one thing and be treated fairly and win and be taken care of. And that's like with Kavika, he does one thing. And that's like, he does a bunch of different shit, but like he does a ton of shit, but ideally it's like, Oh, I I can do this one thing really, really well. And then I should be able to be the person that fends for us and gets us the rates that he deserves and all this shit because that's my connection to the outside world is that I build those client relationships can send that back. He has all his own clients too. Not like I'm his only source for clients, obviously, but like in these cases, that's It's a partnership
1: though, which is tight. It's the, it's, but that, that illustrates the concept of like, um, the collaboration of it. Like for example, you know, if you have a, if let's say, let's talk entrepreneurship, like mm-hmm. let's say, you know, we, you have a great idea, but what you do is you build the product. You're right. like the engineer, right? right? You, the, the company cannot survive if you just build it because no one's selling it. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those type of people go partner with a real business person. Right. You know what I mean? and, and of course, that, and then so that person can focus on making the product, the other person can focus, I mean, of course there's multiple people, but the other person can focus on what they're good at, right? Yeah. And that elevates the thing. With Kavika, it's like he's such a, an amazing artist, right? And you guys working together is powerful because not only are you a good artist, but you can take care of everything he doesn't want to take care of. And right. he takes care of everything you don't want to take care right. of. And that creates a, like, a strong bond. And I think that um, it's kind of off topic here, but I feel like it's all on the same theme of, you know what I mean? like you know for example with Ian aligning himself with the agency allows him to get to work on projects that he wants to work on and do the things he wants to do and spend the time doing the things he loves to do without having to deal with everything to get those right you know what I mean he gets to work within the machine and he enjoys that which is tight and I think like I feel like there's you know there's so many ways in create in like the creative field that you can find that type of situation for yourself especially like people in black window cream who are like they're seeing you know how do I get on tour? How do I shoot the show? And everyone's trying to do that, that type of thing. But it's like, man, I feel like some of the best ways um, to learn and to advance yourself is maybe to work in something like that. Where you can, yes. you can be, that's your opportunity to find other mentors and find people that can right. can teach you things and, and you can learn how things are run. Like mm-hmm. if you work at a production company, by the end of, if you worked for a PA for production company even, by the end, you are gonna know exactly how are these videos produced? How are these movies produced? How do sets run? What, what does a director do? What does a DP do? And if well, you're able- not everything, but- No, not everything, but- A good
0: but scope of it.
1: I shouldn't have said PA, but the point is within working within the system, you're gonna get exposed to so much that can teach you, and then you could uh, uh, potentially go freelance. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like so many people do that too, so it's mm-hmm. like- Well, um, like
0: working in, me coming here and working in a production company environment, um, where I, I only came in as editor and creator, you know what right. I mean? I'm like sitting here, all right, I'm an editor, then I became a director and I'm like doing that stuff. I was interested and intrigued in producing and understanding the idea of running production and being able to handle that side of the things too. It Knowing now, it's a shit ton of work, right? Like I, I started pay, paying attention to, them. I'm like, okay, cool, but I could do that, I like that. That's how, That energy would be fun to like deal with that shit, you know what I mean? And then you get on the other side and there's a lot of people I think that like, oh, I want to, I could do all, like the problem is this. When someone gets handed a budget for a project or whatever, hi, we have $30,000. We would like to hire you guys to do blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. Yeah, we got it. Then you're looking at $30,000. So you're like, ah, I, wanted to, I want as much of that as possible. And that goes back to the one man band thing. And it's like, well, when you start thinking that way and you don't want to delegate, like imagine us going doing that EA job I and mean, being like, oh, I don't want to spend all this money on production. I'll just do it myself. So I'm, at, you're telling me that you're going to show up hang all the lights, haze it all out, bring in forklifts, do all this shit, all right. bring in cars, move all this shit around, get the fucking crafty, do all this shit, all this stuff that required manpower, like loads of people to help bring all the shit to life um, to try to cut back and save money. But then it comes back to the same thing. It's like, well, in this project, I could have sat there and tried to learn how to do all the VFX, and then I wouldn't have to pick a Vico to do the VFX. And then I could just have a couple of thousand dollars to myself or whatever to be like oh cool i didn't have to pick Kavika because i learned how to do the vfx well guess what either i'm gonna fucking dive all in and learn as much about vfx as i possibly can which would take years to be <laughs> years and years and years to even right. be remotely close to like understand the basic basics of what Kavika knows but like right. i'd have to spend all this time to learn how to become great at that where that's wasted time because i'll never be Kavika, I will never ever be JR, I'll never be any of these motherfuckers that are great at that shit because they've lived their whole life practicing and learning that. I'm better off being good at what I do and learning how to, if I spend the time I would do trying to learn that VFX where I could have spent that time building relationships and developing more jobs for us in the future. Now he's getting more money in the future. I'm getting more money in the future. It's way bigger than that fucking bag right there. That's in front of you. Exactly. So like delegating and learning how to give that up is like uh, a key component of it. But when you work in the system of like, I am the, I'm here, I'm the tool that you will use to get the job done. And you don't have to think about, Delegating this, you've figured out what your worth is. You can go into a place and take a year salary or you could do a per rate job. And you know, when you come in to do your work, you fucking crack your fingers and I edit videos and this is my rate all the time. And you guys all know that and that's what I'm here for. And that's what I like to do versus being like, all right, I'm editing, but this next job's coming in. I have to figure out how to change the budget and this, this and that. And that becomes fucking overwhelming shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a difficult part. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's super fucking key. I think
1: I think flipping it on its side. I feel like a lot of the the things that we hear, or the, the sentiments that we see mm. in the black and the cream group or anywhere, really is the idea that maybe someone does have a creative position within a, an agency or company or whatever, right? right? But they don't like the work that they work on, mm-hmm. and so that's why freelance is so tempting to them because they want the possibility of being able to choose what they work on, right? Yeah. So that's the flip of it, right. where it's like. Um, that's where freelance does provide a lot of benefits because you do get to choose. But then with that comes a lot of responsibility. It comes much more, it comes uncertainty. It comes the responsibility of finding the jobs, getting the clients, maintaining the clients. Um, You know, there's, you don't have stable checks, you know, all all the stuff that comes with freelance, you know, there's, there's both sides and I feel like people always weigh it. And it's, that's why it's so cool about this conversation because it really comes down to like, if you can find a situation where you love, the work like you really love the work that the company or the agency or, or the production company or whatever the work that they do yeah and you can work within that and you're, you're doing what you would want to do anyways but you don't have to focus on the things you don't consider yourself good at which is all the freelance mm-hmm. stuff then i think people should consider it you know yeah, or at, least, at least search it like because you know freelance is glorified but at the end of the day like
0: um, some people aren't built for it, bro. Some people aren't built for it. And that's not a fucking shame on you for not being built on it. It's just that that's just a, an innate thing that some people are obsessed with. They get obsessed with that part and that, they get joy out of that shit. And there's a mad uh, heavy amount of other people that are just like, that's fucking annoying. I don't want to deal with that shit at all. And Man. I want to live my life without having headaches every day. I'm like, in, I put that pressure on myself to have headaches every day. Like, I think at the top, was it this last year? This year? I think this year, at the beginning of the year, I was getting hit up to remember that fucking job. It was for like beats to like literally mm-hmm. be a social creative director for their social shit. And it was like a high, high paying job. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, hey, I'm in charge of this. I'm going to start being in a room with all these types of people. I'm going to be curating this content. I don't know if I've ever talked about this shit on here, but you haven't. Oops. Um, maybe who knows if it's supposed to be disclosed info. I don't remember. It was fucking eight months ago, but I remember at the time it was like, damn, that's crazy, bro. Like this, a huge, this is a huge opportunity for me to be a creative director on this shit. Um, but what it would entail is me being full time to the man, some man or woman. And I'm not, that doesn't fucking get me hard you know what <laughs> i mean like if i'm thinking about it, I'm like it's sick to be considered for the opportunity right super sick the money would be wild the the like having no headaches well there's plenty of headaches that have come with that super job but headaches. The, the headaches and fear of like not knowing where the next comf- check comes from is sick but at the end of the day am i happy no i am not happy if i have to go work for somebody else just no company no like as big as big or small, it does not fucking intrigue me. I think that might intrigue me when I'm like 50 and I'm trying to like teach. And now I like my paycheck comes from a university or some shit like that. Right. Uh, but like in the moment it's cool to have the the opportunity and to be, you know, a person that someone seemed qu- like thought I was qualified for that shit. Yeah. Of uh, course. But at the end but of the day, it's,
1: isn't it crazy to think about like, um, how, like, we dedicate our, you especially, because you've been in it way longer, like, you've dedicated your life to this type of lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so the thought, backwards. the thought of like, the th- it's literally like a, you're jumping over a line, like, over a cliff to like another, or the Grand Canyon to another side of yeah. like life. And it's interesting to think like that, because, to think about me, that. For me, for me, especially, like, what, what I, I jumped right into it, right? So, I've only known that in terms of like post college, um, I've been been freelance. Yeah. So so I've I've only known that. And so now thinking if someone offered me a job, like even if it was amazing, you just like dedicated your life to, to this type of lifestyle. Dude, if I
0: would have moved out here, if I would have moved out here, sleeping on a floor and someone turned around like, wow, you're fucking great at this shit. We want to pay you fucking high six figures to be a creative director. And I'll be like, yeah, let's do that. What do you mean? Oh, you work with all these celebrities and artists sick. But then now I'm like, but I've obtained, I've somehow obtained the opportunity to work with those same people in and out of different jobs and I'm happy about that shit. But that's not the wow factor for me anymore. The wow factor is me being able to have full creative control over my life. You know what I mean? Not just the projects, but my life. Like, what do I want to do? I'm like, the first thing I thought of was like, oh shit, they would want me in there probably 80 hours a week dedicating time to that. And then I literally, the first thing I thought of was, I can't do this podcast. This podcast does not pay me high six figures or six dollars right. <laughs> like it doesn't pay me shit but immediately that was my fear it was like i believe in this so much and i know that this is going somewhere for me to now take even if i was like oh fuck it i'll do that job for a year and i'll tell them i want to be there for five but i'll literally just do it for a year get all the contacts blah blah blah, blah. maybe that'll pay dividends to black Widow cream in the future and give me a, some dumbass high budget to use or whatever the fuck and and give me a fucking lambo some shit but like if i looked at it like that maybe but at the same time like i cannot stop the momentum of this because this shit's too exciting for me and the ability to go and still create content all the time anyway for whatever the fuck i want or whoever brand i connect with or whatever like that's means more to me but there are people out there that would take that opportunity and should take that opportunity because that's built for them it's built like they're they're that's a high need like we need specific people within Black Winter Cream to come in and do specific roles. And we're not interested in them going and doing X, Y, Z because we ha- you, you say this is a job and this is something that needs to be fulfilled. And that's there for a reason. And there's people that are stoked as fuck for that. And those are the people we wanna find for certain things. That's the people that they wanna find for certain things. And if you can marry to the right company, the right brand, the right project, whatever it is, the right partner, the right partner, partner. whatever it may be. You just want to find some shit that's going to make you happy as fuck to be there every single day because the last thing you want to do is sign to a bag and be like, oh fuck yeah, I'm going to get the bag and this is going to be dope. And like my homie, just, I just talked to my homie yesterday. He's making like 250 K a year doing a job that is dope for him. He's stoked as fuck and he wants to leave. He's like, yo, I'm going to start my own thing because I'm so interested and I, I enjoy so much the ability to run a business or the interest in that, that I want to take the leap of faith to give up a fucking you know quarter of a million dollars a year. Sick job. To go start something that I believe will make more than that in the future if I do it right. But I believe in myself to give that up and take the risk and do all this shit.
1: Right, and it's not about money at the end of the day for that stuff, it's more about for the fulfillment of he, it. You he know?
0: literally said, that's what he literally said. Yeah. He's like, I it has nothing to do with money because I'm making plenty of money right now. It has nothing to do with me making more because I can't spend, like my lifestyle doesn't need more, right. but it's the idea of just the challenge of building this and doing something and, and putting my own legacy to it. And to me, it's like, that's the most important shit. Like if you're gonna wake up, you're gonna wake up in the morning and you're getting paid and you have protection and you know the shit's gonna last forever and you're good and your family's good, you're whatever. You take the trips you want and do all this shit. At the end of the day, if four years rolls around or 14 years rolls around and you're doing that same thing, but you're getting up miserable you know what i mean don't do that shit don't put yourself through the freelance ringer just because everyone else is saying it's fucking dope and shit and you get fucking full creative control of your life like i did because that's for me that's my shit that's my path right so take your path find your path that's not gonna make you wake up i don't hate myself every morning i wake up and i hate that i'm not like doing everything i want to do but that's my problem, you know what I mean? I just keep stacking more bullshit onto my plate because I'm like, think I can do it all. And mm-hmm. then you're like, bro, cut back. Right. <laughs> like, cause I'm just like, we gotta do all these things. And it's like, that's not, that's my problem. But I, I'm stoked as fuck that I'm not getting up, hating my life. That's, no one should be in that position. If you're in that position, you should figure out how the fuck to change that shit. Cause everything is, somehow everyone survives, somehow everyone gets old most of the time and dies. So, no matter what, you'll still get to that part, <laughs> you know what I mean, in right. life, whether it's by living on the streets or living in a fucking mansion, it's just how you pick your path of happiness and how you get there um, is, is the most key thing. I don't know, that's, why I, that's what I'm pulling heavy from Ian shit and I thought was the coolest part about it because you just want to be able to do what you do and that makes you happy, no, right? I love that,
1: yeah. And and I feel like you want to do what, you, what, make, what makes you happy is above everything else. And then you want to do the thing that allows you to play at your strengths, right? We all wanna to play to our strengths, you mm-hmm. know? And you, we, we all think that we can be great at everything, and I would love to, th- I wanna be great at everything, but I would love to think I'm great at business, I would love to think I'm great at the creating part, I would love to think I'm great at networking, all this stuff, but the truth is, I'm not at certain things and I'm better at others, right? And we all need, I feel like the best way to succeed is you wanna improve at everything, but you can't be a mash of everything. right? So, you, you, you have to find the things that like, the types of work, the type of work, the type of clients, the type of job, that allows you to do the thing that you do best the most mm. you know yeah um but i think yeah i mean freelance the freelance life comes with an embrace like if you're going to go freelance you have to embrace uncertainty you have to embrace the, the always feeling like you're on the brink like something always might happen but it might not right you're okay with things might like you think something's going to happen then it, co- it pulls back you think something's going to come out it doesn't you know what I mean? You're you're always like, yeah, yeah, we, we should link. Cool. You know, like all these different conversations, you have to be constantly th- thinking of chess, playing three moves forward, and you have to be, there's budgeting that involves it. There's always things that come with it. And th- if that fulfills you, you have to embrace that part of it. Mm-hmm. And then freelance be- can be, can work for you. You know what I mean? And if those type of things don't make you happy or don't make you f- feel fulfilled, then that doesn't mean you have to do freelance because you want to be a photographer. You, you want to direct, you want to do whatever. Cause there's so many other lanes. Right. And I remember, uh, Raven, we just listened to, we said it earlier, but we listened to Raven speak, um, at the HBO, at the yeah. HBO event. And she said, uh, you have to, she said basically when she quit her job and went freelance, she said, you have to find what stability means to you. Hmm. Right. So stability means different things for different people. And for her, it definitely meant money. Right. So she had to figure out a situation that could put her financially stable so that she was never, Going negative Or or you know On the street Or whatever Right, right? Yeah So we've talked about it A million times How you did it When you went to LA Whatever But there's other more Places of stability too Where maybe it's Emotional stability And you You don't like Being stressed On Saturday At 4pm When everyone else Is drinking beers Right And we're in here working Yeah Because we're stressed about We gotta finish Trying to edit around Or whatever Right You know what I mean Or yeah. you gotta pull an all-nighter Or you know You have got haven't got a job In four weeks And rent's coming up mm-hmm. You know what I mean And all those things Are important And things that you gotta consider But that's so all. I've been going on it for a minute.
0: Shout out to Ian. That was a great, great uh, uh, note worthy of mentioning. Um, I want to get to the question of the day before we run Yeah, on let's them. run it. Um, so, as you know, we always end our morning roast with the question of the day from our Patreon community. So, if you want a um, chance to have your question answered on the podcast, sign up now at jointhehomies.com and ask a question on our private Discord channel. And today's question of the day comes from Neutral PV. Um, And he says, with social media having a massive role in showing off your work to draw in clients, paying for your work to be advertised on people's news feeds can seem daunting. Have you ever done it? And uh, if not, would you do it? I think that... He's basically saying, like, would you promote an ad? Yeah, Okay. exactly. I think that the the problem with social media is that there's so much shit on here, right? And then uh, everyone has something to sell. So, like, here's a great example. My dad has a like headstone company and he has never done traditional mark or he's always done traditional marketing, which is as in the newspaper. Actually, that's it just as in the newspaper and just being around. Um, and most of his clients come from people that just walk into his, his store right in Iowa. Um, but I know he could increase his business by taking it to the web and attacking social media and attacking, ads online and things like that and in that case it makes total sense for us to create content that could potentially be promoted by paying or having someone else host it per se um because that could it's worth it you have to kind of look at the level of what you have to invest to what you'll get back so in that case if he sells a headstone or whatever for a million dollars and he had to spend a hundred thousand dollars to get the million dollars is it worth it this is not how much headstone sell for, by the way, this is just imaginary money, but is it worth it to make $900,000? Because you had to spend $100,000 to get it. In that case, obviously it's worth it. So in your case with, you know, trying to get clients, if it's like, you know, if you're the illest, I don't know, portrait photographer in the city and you take all the senior pictures or whatever kind of photos, family photos or whatever anyone else needs photos for, um, then it's absolutely worth it for you maybe to try to find and create ads that you can push to people who would buy from you. So in the case of a wedding photographer, try to target, uh, you know, women who are, or whoever the fuck are looking for this shit, and just you know, you start finding ways to do that. But it's worth it for you to throw a hundred bucks targeting someone if you're gonna make a thousand tomorrow because someone found your ad.
1: Right. Um, I just want to just want to say something because you know there's more there's more elements into it of course like i don't want you to think someone to think that let me just put money into my la- latest post and see what happens because a lot of that money can go into the ether because you know what you write matters what the content of the ad matters if you just post your random video and it doesn't speak to anyone that would want to come to your profile exactly it will, won't will perform facts you can't guarantee that you'll spend 100 and you'll make a thousand you know there's plenty of people like we work with someone who we're trying to work with someone who is very good at this and he can analyze, but even he can't tell you this is what you're gonna make. Like It's very dependent on the quality of the content.
0: It's trial and error as well. Right,
1: so I would, I would definitely try to focus your energy on other things, but I do think that, yeah, if you have a very specific skill set in your city and you can target your local area, the right demographic, and have a video that speaks to people who need weddings and you have great content in your wedding video, video ad and you put $300 in there and so see what happened, I think that's a great thing to try. On top of having your building your social media presence, just in terms of the portfolio, having a website, clean website, reaching out to people, getting referrals, emailing out like it's it's a whole conclusive thing, mm-hmm. you know.
0: <clears throat> and also the referral section is tight too. You don't you might not even be thinking like that, but there's some. If you're a wedding person and you your friend gets married and you had shot or whoever gets married and that was your last client, telling them yo yo if you refer me to anyone, I'd be happy to pay you X amount of dollars for it. Like I appreciate that shit people will work for money. You know what I mean? So like just putting that word out there, like anyone who gets me a job, like I'm giving you money or I'm giving you a discount or whatever you can give back uh, is also a solid tactic. So definitely consider that. Um, And lastly, we always do an iTunes review um, where we'll read out the person who leaves like the most ill review on iTunes uh, or our Apple podcast app. And uh and we send you two Black Window cream stickers, which are fire. We toss them in the mail and then you get them and you can put them on your computer and you can't buy those in our merch store right now. I got one right here. Dave's got one on his laptop. Uh but I accidentally removed our podcast from Apple <laughs> a week ago and I didn't know it and then we realized that we're not on there anymore and I'm fucking stressed as shit. But I just heard back from them that we're gonna hopefully be back in live again on uh, tomorrow maybe or the next day so hopefully it's back so we don't know if you left a review but we appreciate if you do and if you uh if you want if you're hearing this now drop a review on there whenever it's back up and make sure you leave some heat so we can read that out and send you guys some shit but um that's it for this episode. We appreciate you guys listening to the Morning Roast. Uh, make sure to tune in to our latest podcast episode that we just dropped on this past Sunday with uh, the Everyday Astronaut. He's an amazing YouTuber that's built up his, he's got like half a million subscribers, over 30 million downloads or views on his on his, on his shit, and he's just killing the game. Tons of good insight. And then this Sunday we are releasing a fire interview with that one blonde kid, Jeremiah. He's coming on the podcast. This guy is a tra- he, he travels all over the world, makes illest content, jumps out of fucking planes and shit because he's a legend. <laughs> and, uh, and and shoots content for the chain smokers. So um, make sure to do those. And yeah, you know, follow us on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And leave us a comment if this episode helped you today, because we like to know and read those comments Big and respond bags. to them. So that makes us feel good. But new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. We will see you in a few days. You bitch.